Hello and welcome to the Senior Bulletin Podcast. The Social Security Act was signed into law 85 years ago. The new act created a social insurance program designed to pay retired workers age 65 or older a continuing income after retirement and also gave some measure of protection to the average citizen and to his family against the loss of a job and against poverty-ridden old age. My guest today is Tom Osdick, a Social Security Advisor and President of Osdick, Inc., and he's going to share with us how to start Social Security and how to get the most out of your Social Security benefits. My name is Darren, and this is the Senior Bulletin Podcast, where we discuss issues and topics that matter to seniors. You're listening to the Senior Bulletin Podcast with Darren Marlowe, the podcast where we discuss issues that matter to seniors. Tell us more about just what it means to be a Social Security Advisor. Well, Darren, we take some courses. We do quite a bit of study and then pass some tests and do ongoing recertification work, so to speak. Um, I'm on seminars, webinars every month to keep in touch with what's happening with Social Security, um, any rule changes they might make, just trying to keep my our knowledge up to date so that as things progress, when we talk to new clients that are wondering, you know, how do they get into Social Security, what, when does Social Security start, and when they should take it, we try and stay abreast of what the rule changes are to help people make good, solid financial decisions regarding Social Security. I recently saw on Twitter where Social Security is 85 years old now. Tell us about how Social Security got started and the benefits that it offered uh, when it first started versus the benefits that it offers now. Social Security started in 1934. It was designed to be assistance in old age, not to be a, an exclusive program to fund someone's old age. Um, benefits were supposed to be paid, start to be paid at age 65. And that's where you know, it actually started. Um, it has grown since then. They've added in a disability feature. It also offers some aid for people who, you know, young children who've lost their parents, there's some aid there. Um, the social security program has grown quite a bit over the years. Uh, like I said, when it started, it was you know, aimed at people who were age 65. Um, looking back at the charts, not a lot of people lived at age, age 65. Uh, that's some of the reason that we're seeing questions regarding funding today. Uh, we're living longer and they've adjusted the social security taxes and so forth over the years to try to accommodate that. But as it stands now, we're living longer and they're talking about the year 2035 that social security will start to, is not going to be properly funded going forward. Um, and they're working on those, you know, Congress is working on ideas now to try and correct that funding issue. I got my first job at, Taco Bell um, in Cleveland, Ohio, when I was 16 years old. And I'm not sure if they withheld taxes or not, but I'm pretty sure when I turned 18, uh, 
and I worked at four city auto parts, uh, they withheld taxes. And every job I've had ever since has withheld FICA and federal taxes. So did all the money that was withheld, did it go into an account with my name on it and it's just sitting there earning interest and waiting for me to retire to collect Social Security? It didn't go into an account with your name on it, so to speak. Um, it goes into the general Social Security fund. And from that, then that's where they get the money to pay out the benefits. Um, but yes, you're correct in that from any time you drew a paycheck and they deducted taxes, there should have been a small amount of money sent off to the Social Security fund for your benefit at such time as you were able to retire and collect it. Um, they also account for inflation in Social Security. So that small amount of money you made back in those years has been adjusted for inflation over the years. Uh, Social Security payments are based on 35 years, your highest 35 years of earning. And those payments are also adjusted for inflation. So income you made, let's say back in 1975, they have adjusted that for inflation so that you're getting paid in today's dollars. That's part of what Social Security does to try and keep the payments up so that people aren't living in abject poverty. Um, again, Social Security was never designed to be a retiree's sole income. Um, it was designed to supplement income. Mm-hmm. What's the current state of Social Security? Well, currently, they're, from what I'm reading, they're talking about Social Security, and they, they keep saying it at 28, the year 2035, it's going to start to run out of money. And what they mean by that is the outflow, the payments out to people receiving benefits will begin to exceed the inflow. So the money that is set aside in the Social Security Fund will begin to decline. And at some point, they, that needs to be addressed. Either they somehow increase the inflow to keep it up above what the outflow is, or benefits would have to be reduced to adjust the numbers around so that it stays even or that the outflow declines and becomes less than the inflow. But it will never go away, correct? Because if there's always a inflow, then there should be, even if it's partial outflow, there should still be some outflow, correct? Yes, it's possible that they could decrease the benefits being paid, let's say, if you're currently receiving $100 for a specific period of time, and they could decrease that, say, to $80. Um, And that would solve the problem of the outflow exceeding the inflow. Uh, That would be very hard for the people who are dependent upon that $100 check to see a 20% cut. I don't foresee that Social Security would go away. 
but it's hard to, never is a long time and so much it depends on you know if there is the money there to fund it and that's it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next 20 30 years mm-hmm. well i'm sure you know people like myself who are approaching retirement within the next 10 years um you know it, it's 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 concerning and the main concern is well you withheld all this money for the last 40 years of my life, uh, 50 years of my life, I should say, at that point. Um, what happens to all that money? Where, does it, where did it go? I mean, is that just, do we do, is that just a loss or, or what? Well, yeah, if they stopped paying, yes, it would be a loss. Um, Social Security is interesting. I mean, they pay based on your lifetime. Um, if you if you don't live to your full retirement age, or if you if you never collect and you pass away, they it stays in the Social Security fund, and they use that money then to pay benefits to other people. Um, it's I don't know. It's insurance in some respect. It's kind of like car insurance. You buy car insurance, you pay for car insurance. If you don't wreck your car, well, what did you, you know, why did you pay for the car insurance? But you buy it because if you do wreck your car, after you pay your deductible, then the insurance company steps up to make you whole again. And that's somewhat the idea of Social Security. We all pay in, and we all hope to collect at least some. But the actuarial tables say that some of us are not going to live to age 66. That's just a fact. And those folks that paid in and don't live to age 66 and collect any Social Security, well, they they never wrecked their car. They paid for insurance, but they didn't. They never collected on. Uh, okay. Well, I know that Social Security is funded by FICA, and there's been some chatter recently uh, about FICA being cut. How would that impact Social Security? Would they have another source of income? Well, what I've read in the last couple of days is they're talking about if they cut the payroll taxes that they would fund social security out of the general fund. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't claim to be a politician and I'm not sure exactly how they think they're going to figure this one out. But he, I, I look at it as if you don't take the money out of my right pocket to pay for this, then you have to take it out of my left pocket. But one way or the other, the funding has to come. Um, if we cut the payroll taxes and cut FICA, something else has to come, has to give. Exactly. So, when can people apply for Social Security? Social Security application for Social Security depends on a variety of things. Um, we look at Social Security as situational. What's your situation? Um, People with disabilities can collect Social Security at virtually any age. 
if they qualify for social security disability. Full retirement age is age 66. And as you are born later on or closer to 1960, full retirement age has been increasing. It's slowly increasing its way to 67. You can draw your entire benefit at age 66 or age 66 in two months. It all depends on your birth date now. You can apply for early social security as early as age 62. If you apply at age 62, you're going to take a cut in your benefit. And that cut in your benefit will remain. It never goes away. So if you apply at age 62 and take a 25% cut in your benefit, your benefit will always be cut by 25% no matter how long you live. That said, there's sometimes reasons to take Social Security at 62. Um, maybe your health is such that you don't expect to live long and you might as well take it early and collect. The average break-even if you take benefits at 62, if you live beyond age 80, you win. Or no, you, you start to lose. At age 80, you start to lose. If you pass away, let's say at age 75, and you took benefits at 62, you would have actually received more Social Security benefits than if you had waited to your full retirement age and taken the full amount. Now, how do we factor all this in? Well, now we're talking about individuals and their health and so forth, family health. Uh, another thing I look at frequently is married couples. And I'm in this exact position and can speak with it you know, from my own personal experience. My wife took her benefit early. Um, she was in a, a line of work that required a lot of physical effort and it was just made sense. It was time for her to get out. So she took her Social Security benefit early. I have delayed taking my Social Security benefit, and I will delay until age 70, because between age 66 and age 70, by delaying, my benefit increases by 32%. We are also, and I don't like to be morbid, but I'm looking at mortality tables. The odds say that I will pass away first. When I pass away, my wife gets the higher of our two social securities, hers or mine. Well, by delaying mine, odds being that I'll pass away first, she will then be entitled to my social security, which will help assure her financial situation the rest of her life. If she passes away first by delaying, I still have increased mine and make my situation better. So when we talk to people, it's really talking about their situation. You know, can, can the higher earner continue to work? Can we delay his or hers? You know, whoever the higher earner is, can we delay their taking of Social Security for a period of time to increase their benefit to help the lower earner? You know, whoever should survive the longest gets the higher benefit. And I hate to keep going back to that word situational, but that's truly what it is. We have to look at all of the factors we can bring into the bring to the table and then try to determine what, what makes the most sense 
and hope that when we're all done, we did, we beat the odds and the recipients, the winner. Is there any other way that people can get the most benefit out of their social security? There are some ways to you know, file and suspend, but those methods are pretty much going away. They've been legislated out and you have to be, you have to have been born fairly early in the fifties to qualify for file and suspend. Um, mostly now it's just sit down and figure out what makes the most sense for your particular situation. Okay. And when that magic moment arrives and someone's ready to retire and ready to start uh, collecting Social Security, what do they do? Presently, the, the best and easiest way to file for Social Security is to go to the Social Security website, which is ssa.gov, and just step go through the steps to apply. Um, Currently, with the coronavirus going on, the local offices seem to be closed. Um, if you can phone in and do it, but the phone, the waits on the phone are quite lengthy at the present time. Um, if you're at all computer knowledgeable, the best way to do it is do it through the website. And that's usually what we do. If someone comes into the office and asks for help, we'll sit down at the computer and log in and help them determine a login and a password and get them up and running directly through the website. Perfect. And Tom, you, uh, you specialize in Medicare just as I do. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me, or tell the audience, I should say, how Medicare and Social Security are related. They're related i guess in that they're both government programs um if you are on social security if you're drawing social security when you turn 65 they will automatically enroll you in medicare if you're not on social security when you turn 65 if you're still employed and drawing getting your health benefits through an employer then you would need to go to the Medicare website to enroll in Medicare on your own. Um, and that's a question too to ask your employer, their human resources, what they need you to do. Uh, most employers will want you to enroll in Medicare Part A, and if you have group benefits, that will pick up the Medicare Part B. If it's a very small employer, they may want you to pick up both A and B. Just, it, lowers the expense to the employer. Got it. Now, how would someone reach you after the show? Uh, you can phone me. Uh, my number is 763-670-3515. Um, I have a website. It's osdick.co or you can email me at tom at osdick.co and tom help us out with the spelling of your last name it's o s t d i e k is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap it up 
Uh, well, I'll touch on Medicare for just a moment in that you know, the annual election period for Medicare begins October 15th and runs to December 7th. I encourage anyone who's on Medicare to review their plan during that period. There may have been some changes and it may be beneficial to change plans during the annual election period. Perfect. Tom, thank you very much for all that you've shared with us and thanks for being on the Senior Bulletin. Well, thank you, Darren. I appreciate the time. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe and that way you can hear all of our future podcasts. Also, please be sure to visit theseniorbulletin.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, connect with our former guests, learn more about Medicare, and get quotes and apply for life insurance. Take care, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.